So it makes sense to me to talk about where exactly I guess I may be in my current traditional archery journey. Oh, journey. That sounds super pretentious. Adventure? No. That's worse. Um, I, I, I the status of my trad Boeing, I guess. Sure, whatever. Hey everyone, I'm your Huckleberry and welcome back to the Stick and Twig. I figured I ought to talk about what really inspired me to go ahead and uh, do all this, which is archery. And um, I let everyone know where I am in, in that tradition from tradition transition <laughs> from traditional uh, archery to oh man no wow uh no switching from compound to traditional archery yeah that that's what i meant to say goodness gracious uh, <laughs> um anyway uh i guess i, I mentioned a, a hickory bow um that i i made uh, several years ago um and i guess we'll go ahead and talk about that one uh for a minute it's uh it's a self bow uh, so it's one continuous piece of wood and a string um you know there's a few other little things on it i have some string silencers on there and a, and a leather grip and a little arrow shelf but uh it's about as simple as as you can get um it's really not too far from the you know pieces <laughs> pieces of fallen stick we would pick up as kids and, and tie strings to and call them bows uh when we would run around and, and, and play uh whatever we were playing i i used to play that game i imagine if you were listening to this you you also may have also done that sort of thing uh when you were a little one um that that's my cat i don't know if you heard her but she may have just made a cameo um i did actually just recently throw uh my hickory bow onto my tailoring stick um, and my tailoring stick does need some modifications done to it. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit more in a minute, but um, I was a little surprised when I when I put that bow on uh, on the tiller stick and put the scale on it because I realized it's still pulling right around 55 pounds at 29 inches, which was the original goal for that bow when I when I made it. Um, and I would have figured it, it would have lost some strength um, with some string follow or other things. And I've adjusted the, the brace height. Um, so I really wasn't sure where it was going to pull, if it was going to be a little heavy or a little light. Um, but it, it seemed to be right about where it, uh, where it originally was. Um, uh, and I guess what I wanted to say about my tailoring stick is it actually doesn't play nice with, with the scale. Um, so it is hard to get an accurate reading um, when I when I'm measuring draw weights, if I had a 28 inch draw, I would be fine. But I don't. I have a 29 inch draw, and that makes it a little bit more um, cramped and, and complicated to get an accurate reading for what I'm actually pulling. Um, I guess <laughs> uh, some bad news about um, my hickory bow is um, I left it outside overnight which I've never done with any bow or any weapon of any kind. I, I, I normally never do anything like that. Um, but I left it outside overnight, um, obviously by accident. 
And uh, as luck would have it, we got about an inch of rain overnight. So that's uh, not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> um, there's no obvious harm that I can see that happened to it. Um, the, the bow did have a polycoat seal on it. It just, um, I'm not really excited that that happened to it. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess um, it's kind of fitting. I, I did recently order uh, a factory bow. Um, I ordered that off of Three Rivers Archery. Um, not a sponsor, but it's an awesome resource. So if you're into this kind of stuff, check it out. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that because I left my bow outside. I did that before I did that. Um, oddly enough, uh, I guess irony as it is, uh, I had a somewhat paralyzing fear of breaking my hickory bow because I've been shooting it so much lately. Um, so I ordered a, a bow to take some of the pressure off of that one and uh, then promptly uh, left it outside. Um, <laughs> uh, the reason I think I was so afraid of breaking that hickory bow was uh, just a couple weeks ago, maybe not even. I broke my target bow that I had also made. It was a lightweight board bow. Um, if you want to know the exact sort of specs and build on that, um, you can look up a, a fellow named Kramer Amons on YouTube. Um, I think the video was called something like a $15 bow build. Um, it's a really cool video um, and really approachable as well. Uh, uh, one thing, I'm, I actually have done uh, quite a bit of professional videography and editing, uh, and, and Kramer Amons, I think, does a good job just putting his videos together. So. That's uh, something that I can appreciate. And um, he also has a really approachable way to present archery information and, and bow building and, and whatever else it is that he's discussing in his videos. Um, and uh, so he, he had the design for this uh, cheap little kind of board bow with some fiber tape backing on it, um, which I uh, built one of those and after several hundred arrows I heard some snap crackle and popping and uh, and then upon further inspection realized it it had a, had a pretty bad crack um, running through the back of the bow there and, and that it wasn't really going to be safe to continue shoot shooting after that um, so that led me to go ahead and order a factory bow um, the bow I got is actually a bear archery, Montana longbow. Um, I got a 45 pound draw um, at 28 inches, which by my math should be about 47 and a half pounds, plus or minus at 29 inches, which is my draw weight or draw length. Um, I guess it would also be my draw weight. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of shorten up my learning curve and also uh, hopefully have something that I could hunt with just because I really enjoy the archery seasons around here uh, as I'm recording this um, the opening day of muzzleloader season is tomorrow in my area so the early archery season is technically over already I missed the entire early archery season 
um, which was something I knew full well was going to happen this year. I did some other really cool stuff with that time instead, so I don't regret it at all. But um, just generally archery hunting really increases the opportunity that you have to get out into the deer woods around me. So um, yeah, a chance to shorten up the learning curve, learn more efficiently, shoot more with lower stakes, um, something that I haven't put hours and hours and hours into making myself. Um, and something that's probably not going to break. <laughs> um, cause I, you know, after breaking that target bow, I, I had, a kind of, a, I've been dealing with a paralyzing fear of breaking my hickory bow. And, um, which is just all the more ironic, I guess, that I then left it outside. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so I've ordered um, that, that Montana longbow. I'm really excited for that to get here. I don't have it yet. Once that does come in, I'm sure I'll start shooting it and talk more about it, but don't have it yet. So that's really all I can say about it at this point. I'm excited for it. Um, the um, um, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about that target bow that I was shooting a whole lot before it broke. Um, again, if you want to know how I put that together, you can find Kramer Amon's stuff and he'll walk you through the process a lot better than I'll be able to do in a podcast. Uh, he has a really good video on that. And, um, the one that I built ended up being really lightweight. Uh, that was on purpose. I wanted something that I could shoot a lot. Um, so I think that one ended up right around 27 pounds at 29 inches. Um, again, my Tillerian stick doesn't play nice with the scale that I have. So it's kind of hard to tell exactly what I was pulling. And, um, and now that bow is broken. So even if I were to make some modifications to my Tillerian stick, which I am planning to do so that I can get some more accurate readings in the future, um, I won't be able to, to put a measurement um, on, on that bow. So we'll never really know um, what that was. But like I said, I did, I intentionally made it super lightweight um, just so I could shoot a lot, work on my form and, uh, and not turn myself into a fiddler crab in the process. Uh, as far as my shooting goes, um, I was shooting the hickory bow a lot over the last couple weeks since breaking the target bow. Um, and uh, just before leaving that bow outside overnight uh, in the rain, <laughs> I, um, I was starting to put some really good groups together with it. Uh, I recently switched from a split finger grip to a three under and kind of like a light bulb went off. I don't know if I was uh, pinching the knock somehow or what exactly was going on, but that simple change really uh, made me a lot more consistent and confident even in, in my shooting. Um, I just tried shooting three under one day out of curiosity and was, <laughs> was really surprised with how good I felt shooting that way. I'm, I'm a pretty stubborn person most of the time. So after uh, shooting split finger for literally years now, um, whenever I've been dealing with traditional stuff, I, uh, yeah, um, I was pretty humbled that uh, by, by 
how much of a difference that that little change made for me. <laughs> um, I guess the lesson that I really took away there was just uh, don't be so stubborn. Um, experiment more and find what works. You know, um, I think uh, I think that switch um, to the three under grip also kind of helped push me over the edge into ordering a factory bow. I really didn't want to do that. I wanted to make everything that I shot and kind of establish these intimate relationships with the bows that I was using. But, um, but I think that I was being stubborn and that I have a, uh, an opportunity to just learn a lot more efficiently by taking a lot of those variables out of the equation. Um, and uh, admittedly, I, I don't really know what I'm doing here. It's hard to find resources um, and, and people to help walk you through this process. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the internet, but you can only trust so much of that. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna keep on experimenting until I guess I find something that sticks and I'm gonna try not to be so stubborn going forward. Um, I'm also gonna try not to leave any more bows outside. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, but, uh, I guess talking about some of the resources, um, since I have had a tremendously difficult time finding any of those, um, a couple resources I'll go ahead and mention, obviously, uh, Three Rivers and Kramer Amons I've already mentioned. Um, another one, if you're listening to this, you're probably already familiar with who Clay Hayes is. He's really become super popular over the last couple years. He's got a ton of awesome uh, content out there about building bows. Uh, and he's also super approachable and has a, has a pretty cool style to his videos. So, um, if you're interested in this stuff, you can check him out. And, um, there's also the traditional bowyers Bibles, which are just awesome. Um, I'm also currently reading, uh, rereading Saxton Pope's guide to hunting with the bow and arrow which is dense. It's super dense. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, but if you are into this kind of stuff or you need to put yourself to sleep, I would highly recommend that book. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, for the most part that more or less sums up about where I am with the old stick bow stuff for now. So yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in archery pun there which we'll elaborate on later <laughs> uh yeah until next time take it easy <laughs>